Oh my god, dude. Dude, I was not ready for this. <laughs> is there like mayo in there or something? No. <laughs> what? I need some Welsh's. Go to drinking lemon water. No. We got sloth eyes. We if you're a terrorist, it's like wings with no fing ranch. <laughs> Alright, everyone line up. <laughs> it's time to be done. That was the sound cue. That was really bad. That's all right. <laughs> probably should have counted it down. That's all I was, right. I was thinking as we were extended, when are we going? <laughs> when, when are we going? Just clap. <laughs> and I waited on your clap to go, so that doesn't. It's all right. I didn't announce it very well. We weren't, we, uh, we weren't synced up last weekend either, though. It's all right. It's all right. Sometimes if the speaker <laughs> just speaks very articulately, it's easier to line up the audio in the video. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, the underground bunker that is my house. We're at an undisclosed location. Deep. Deep in the heart of Texas. And deep underground. And deep underground. Uh, if you're watching this, the world has ended, and we are your only form of entertainment. So you can't change the channel. There's nowhere else to go. This is it. You're stuck with us for the next week, yeah. year. Yeah. We're just going to do these... Just stand by until we die. Waiting for the next one to come or out. Or until they, they open up the lid and let us out. And we're calling this Studio B. So. Stu yeah, Studio B. As you may know or can see, we're not at a couch. That's true. We're at a counter. <laughs> we're at a counter. We've changed the location strategically. It was, it was a strategic move. It was. It was also to keep everybody on their toes. It was. We don't want y'all getting too comfortable. No, no. no. When we, they zig, we, that, we zag. When, when you zig, we zag. And yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, we don't want that. <laughs> You're listening to The Hard Point with One Punch Dad and Code Roams. Welcome to the Hard Point. My name is Josh. I go by One Punch Dad online. I'm Cody. I go by <laughs> I go by Code Roams. He goes by Code Roams. Uh, hey, this is episode three, baby. It is three. We're rocking and rolling. It kind of feels like two. It kind of feels like yeah, like we were just here doing episode one because we. Did, I don't think we really announced this, but the first one, I guess, we're revealing we did back to back. We did a double header. And it wore us out. And yes, we changed shirts. We did. Between the last two episodes. Y'all so. <laughs> thought. Y'all thought. It looked like it was two separate days, but we it was were, one day. We were pulling yeah. double duty that day, yeah. man. So we went double header on day one. My first day ever doing a podcast. It is. He Your did first two. First time in a while, right? First, yeah. And then we did two in one day, and here we are, time warped two weeks later. This feels a lot more relaxed. I'm liking the vibe already. One a day seems manageable. <laughs> Not one a day, yeah. <laughs> but one in a day. The other was, the other, it, it was a lot. It was fun, but man, at the end of it, at the end of the day, you and I were like, we had sloth eyes. We, <laughs> we were doing the Toy Story one, at a, one eye at a time blink. It was rough, man. We, uh, we sat there and we didn't have anything left to give the world after that, but I'm glad we did it. We laid it all out on the line. We laid it out on the line. We, we wanted to have, on the field. we wanted to have a good bit of content to come out of the gate with. I think we did great. Yeah. Habitual line crosser came on the show. He was a darling. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for doing that, buddy. 
We um, all laid our bodies on the line. We did. We did. It was. We were day. the sacrificial lambs, uh, but we pulled it out, man. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to be back here, man. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. Um, no. Typically, holidays for us are, you know, going here, going there. We got multiple stops, multiple people oh, yeah. to see. So um, I do love the holidays, but it typically equals or, or represents, you know, being on the road and going places. It's, it's usually not super relaxing. There, there's really, there's two... There's two alternatives that are initially cool, but they their their appeal dies quick. Right. The one is you're going to someone else's house. Yeah. Which automatically the fuss level goes down substantially. <laughs> so you're not having to do as much cleaning and prep work. Maybe you prepare a dish. That's the biggest thing is if you go to somebody else's house, when you're ready to leave, you can just leave. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about cleaning up all your crap. Yeah. Because you know, most people don't help. You get your dish you and know. your pot holders and you yeah. roll out, man. Yeah. Um, and then you do the Irish goodbye when you want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you just dip. That's, that's my, I, that's, I, hate, I hate goodbyes. I do too. I don't, they, they <laughs> fill me the individual. <laughs> well that, but then when you have a room full of people and you're kind of scanning, like, how am I going to attack this goodbye? Yeah. All right. Everyone line up. <laughs> Like a good game at a kid's athletics event. And then you're having to, like, each person you get to, like, is this a dap situation? Is this a handshake situation? Oh, and nothing convolutes that more than the old the old dap, handshake, switcheroo. The like, Yeah. <laughs> the turkey. Yes. Speaking of Thanksgiving. Yeah. We brought yeah. that all the way around. Yeah, everyone, this is the, the accepted uh, Dude, handshake. It's, it's... So, boy, well, okay, yeah, so alternatively, hosting... There's a little bit more work on the front end. You got to, you know, you want your place to be clean. You're probably preparing the bulk of the meal. Yeah. Right. You got to clean your house. You got to clean your house. You got to put on that fucking sweater that you don't <laughs> want to wear uh, and some khakis. But you're home, right? Like it's your place. And at that point, as soon as the first guest walks in your door, it is a countdown of how do I get these people <laughs> Out of my fucking house. <laughs> as soon as it, you know, three, two, one, people are here. It's now the clock is the ticking. race to get them out. How do we get them out yeah. of here as soon as get possible? Get them fed, get them docile, and Smack move them Smack their ass on the way out. Yeah. Get, get the, Adios, get muchachos. I agree. I, but one th when you have people over at your house, then you have to deal with lingers. I've, I, I, I have had my share of lingers. And they're, you know, growing up in the southern Midwest, you know, You've got the old knee slap when you're ready for everyone to go, you know, <laughs> well, you, you will, <laughs> and you just slap the old knee. Some people pick up on that and they're like, ah, time for yeah. me to go. Yeah, yeah. Others uh, yeah. couldn't care less. Got uh, any food left? Yeah. Mind if I heat some up? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go make a beer run. I'll be right back. <laughs> How about you just don't come back? Yeah, they come back and it's locked up. <laughs> All the lights are off and just nobody home. Yeah. Lingers, I, I don't know. They all, they both have their merits. I think there's, you know, so we, we went up to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. It was nice because there wasn't a whole lot of fuss that I had to do aside from the odd, like right. prepare or help prepare a side dish or, or whatever, but ask if you need any help, but hoping they say, no, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily we're from the <laughs> South. So anytime you go into a kitchen, you're like, Hey, can you guys need any help in here? You normally get shoot along your way, especially if you're a man. Get out uh, of here. Yeah. Yeah. Beat it. <laughs> Um, go hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the word is never worse when you walk in the kitchen. You're like, Hey, you guys need any help in here? And they're like, yeah, can you chop this onion? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I gotta go be anywhere else, but here suddenly, yeah. but it's not bad. Thanks. You do, if you, you're trying 
having it at your house versus going somewhere, you're trading, like the trade-off is windshield time to a little bit of extra cleanup and trying to get people out of your house. And would you rather make the drive or deal with cleanup and ushering people out the front door? It, de- it depends. I think sometimes like I'm never more peaceful than when I've sent everyone along their way and I am kind of doing like the, because if I have a big gathering, I don't heap it upon myself to do a full-blown cleanup restore to a, a baseline sure right then yeah i will probably get everything to about a 70 percent solution yeah. get the dishes staged to be done not right. done right uh and then i'm gonna chill the fuck out yeah I, my big thing is like just getting stuff off the counters yes and maybe tidying but Make, you know you don't have to wipe stuff yeah. down and do i can't chill stuff. in a dirty place right. like like you know when there's stuff just out like obviously there's like food that you got to put in a tupperware or whatever but I will get it to about a, like I said, a seventy percent solution, and mm-hmm. then and then just let it be until I feel like good enough. Good enough, yeah, good enough for me to chill and relax and not feel like the dishes are piled up or whatever. But, but yeah, yeah. you know, Thanksgiving is like the Thursday of holidays. <laughs> Do you know what That's I mean? A, <laughs> you know what That's I a mean. Great way to put it. There's Thanksgiving <laughs> is like tomorrow. Something really cool is gonna happen. Yeah, today's fine. Yeah, it's it's. It's good. Like, it's good to be around family, watch some football, uh, you know, eat some food that's not good for you. But we're not good. Your, your turnaround, like, you know, you know, at the max, you've got maybe one to three, four days off from work. You're going right. back to work very soon. Uh, but the holiday that's coming, that's it's the one I get right around for. the corner. It's right around the corner, baby. Talking about Christmas. That's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Christmas actually starts right after, well, unless you're us and we had your, we had our tree up. For that's the, a month dude, now. I, When do you put your tree up? We have, we normally, we're out of town this year, obviously, but we normally air on the day after Thanksgiving, like that Friday, anywhere from that Friday to that Sunday before I go back to work normally. We'll probably do it sometime this coming week since we're out of town. But when the clock struck 12 on November 1st, (laughs) wow, I was instructed to drag that thing out of the attic. Get moving. Get popping. Santa's coming. It's November. It's November. It's, it's time to put that thing up. I, I have heard it said that November 1st to whatever, January 2nd is Christmas time. Yeah. Like Christmas day, Christmas season is probably, I'd say the two weeks, three yeah. weeks surrounding Christmas proper. Yeah. But Christmas time, November 1st. Yeah. This is, so we had that tree up since November 1st and this is how long it feels like it's been since we put it up. <laughs> We were planning on putting lights on the outside of the house. Yeah. And that thing's been up for so long that at this point it feels like, well, we waited too long to put them up on the outside. It's not even <laughs> worth it. Christmas will be here in a month. That's not yeah. long enough. You know, yeah, so literally it, that's, like that's long enough to put lights on the outside of the house, but that's been up for so long that it feels like we're way too late. It, to party. It's because putting up Christmas lights as, as you know, as the head of my household, I will say it's a joyous activity. It's something that I actually kind of get amped for. I usually, I don't have like a system. I usually, we have whatever lights we're going to get or whatever lawn decoration. I kind of stand back and I'm like, what, <laughs> what are we working with this year? Kind of direct traffic a little bit. Hanging, taking that shit down, putting it back in the box. Nothing more depressing. Well, that tree that we bought over there, as you can see. Yeah. Just barely Y'all can't at, see it, but barely I Barely out of frame. Yeah. Could not be there. Y'all don't know. <laughs> Was, so it came in like a, a, a appropriately sized box. Like it fit in the car, you know. Yeah. I took it all out. And that thing, I have to drag that. It's four separate pieces. And yeah. I have to drag it piece by piece up into the attic. 
Because <laughs> it doesn't fit in the box. I maybe skip that part. It does not go back in the box that it came in. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And that yeah. box doesn't fit up the one, gap to go up to the attic anyway. So that's a four. That, I almost, I put my life on the line. Once you fluff <laughs> the tree one time, and if you're, if you're a terrorist and you're pulling your tree out, letting the arms fall down and just calling it good, you're not doing it the right way. You got to fluff the tree. You got to splay the limbs out. To that, make it feel full. That has auto splay. It has auto splay. When you go upright with it, they fall. Okay. And when you turn it up down. Is it a gravity down. thing or is it, you made it sound like, like tree deploying. <laughs> no, it's not a robot. It's, <laughs> it's like a, it's a gravity fed automatic. <laughs> you said it like it's a patented tree design. <laughs> oh, this tree has auto splay. <laughs> I just meant you don't have to manually pull each little thing down. Okay. When you go upright with it, gra gravity automatically. That sounds like every other tree. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I thought you said you had to like. Well, no. Okay. Okay. So I'm it, saying they the fall. Arm, the arm gravity does the work of yes. making the arm fall, but then the the limbs are still scrunched, and you got to unscrunch them. You didn't unscrunch your <laughs> limbs, did you? No. I mean, no. it's fine. We it's, fooled you. You didn't say anything. Well. Quit looking at it now. Now I'm looking at it, and I, you know, you might wake up and find a fuller tree in your living room. Just saying, <laughs> it uh, looks it looks delightful. I I I I'm excited for Christmas though. I think Thanksgiving, like I said, it's it's a good precursor to a more fun holiday. It is, and if you took an honest, honest, honest poll, how many people would reveal that they would just outright skip Thanksgiving if? An option like if if I could clip it out and Christmas becomes closer each year well yeah or just don't do it or you know? <laughs> just you know Ugh, whatever uh, yeah I mean I don't know like you like the food though right I, I the food's okay I we talked about the food being kind of mid yeah at best like, I'm picky and so nothing about Thanksgiving food appeals to me yeah and so it's just one of those things. I was always the kid that had like a roll and a <laughs> scoop of mashed potatoes, you know, and then how we grew up, you know, you're like picked on for not eating a fat plate times three. Yeah. And so I had like a roll, a little piece of meat that I don't plan on touching because I don't like it, but I got to stage the plate. Turkey is ass, dude. And it's, then some mashed potatoes. And then everybody's like, oh, is all you're going to eat, you know, and it really, just, it, it, nothing, nothing evokes cafeteria food like <laughs> thanksgiving food to me i will say i've come around on a lot of i love stuffing uh, it's questionable stuffing's pretty good you don't dinner. question it you just eat it <laughs> and then i know you're not gonna like this but i love green bean casserole i actually can get down on that i love you really except there's something weird in there isn't there it's the green beans <laughs> <laughs> no 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 is there like mayo in there or something no. <laughs> What? There, <laughs> there's some <laughs> name. It's, it's listing ingredients. Okay. It's green beans, fully cooked, cream of mushroom soup. That, you don't like that. Eh. That's what? Yeah. Okay, so I'm you'd good. rather have just a handful of green beans with some crispy onions on top then? Uh, if the two options are that or that with mushroom stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what makes it good. Yeah, well. No thanks. <laughs> okay, no thanks. all right. What about no mac thanks. and cheese? Love it. Okay, love it. But you can have that all year round. It's yeah. not, you don't have to wait. Yeah, you know? love it. Um, if you eat green bean casserole in July, you're fucking weird. <laughs> or stuff. My dad. What are you having for dinner tonight? <laughs> yes, yeah, green bean casserole. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> 
Leave that mushroom shit out, though. Yeah. It's fine. I, I always like Christmas because it feels like this is prime video game season Absolutely. for me. This is like... I feel like in the summer, you and I both kind of fall off. Like, at best, we're maybe playing a couple rounds of Call of Duty yeah. on, on the odd weekend. But, man, oh, man, like, the cold weather comes, and I want to snuggle up. I want to get in my jammies mm-hmm. and, and play some fucking video games. 100%. That's definitely definitely the time for it. And, I, yeah, I mean, you said it right. We're going to circle back to this later, but I, I think we kind of relate to this. In this sense, I'm a man of phases. Like, I go through phases. I'll be heavy on something, and then it'll disappear. So sure. video games, definitely, like, November, December, even into January, February, wintertime, yeah. heavy. When it sucks to be outside anyway. Yeah. And I do also, like, a lot, that happens with a lot of things. Like, I don't want to read a book in the middle of summer. I really don't. I don't know if it's right. the weather. At best, I'll probably throw an audio book on. But the idea of snuggling up and reading a book or, like, sitting on my right. ass and reading a book... That doesn't really sound appealing until November rolls around, and then I'm like, oh, I'll read. I think it's partly that's cold, partly the cold, partly sometimes just kind of like the doomy, uh, gloomy weather that puts you in that yeah. you know vibe. But it's also something about there's nothing better I could be doing. I can't go outside. Right. It's freezing. It's yeah. shit weather outside. You could, but you you're going to be miserable. Right. Yeah. So while I'm inside with nothing else to do, it's like the perfect excuse to play video games. Yes. Is winter. I think so. It's very guilt-free video game time that I get that doesn't feel like, well, I could be cleaning up my garage. Like, I'm not going to do this. Right. 20 degrees outside. It's hard when it's a nice day, 70 degrees, beautiful outside to be yeah. playing. I mean, I've done it, you know, but normally, like, I feel pretty guilty for not enjoying a nice day. The winter is the perfect time for that. I, I, I agree. It's It feels very conducive for a lot of things because I'm admit, admittedly kind of an indoor kid, but that is the time of year where I feel like I can do those things yeah. without feeling like oh, I should have been. Moving cinder blocks or something. <laughs> Chopping wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of video games, we can segue into a topic we wanted to talk about. So I had two points, and that's about GTA 6. I, I like where this is headed. So I got a... I have a... I don't know if it would be a fact. I found a, a point online from a video that blew my mind about this game. Billion. And then I have a, a thought to bounce off of you. Billion dollars. That is one of them. That's okay. not the one I'm going to bring up. Okay. So somebody said that the graphical jump from Red Dead 2 to GTA 6 yes. is supposed to be bigger than the jump from GTA 5 to Red Dead 2. That. Now, th- wrap your head around that. Well, I'm thinking about it because I... We both had a really romantic period with Red Dead 2, right? We played yeah. the shit out of that game. Um, it's a beautiful game. And just like little subtle things like just the movement of your character, the business that your character has. We've talked all about like getting coffee and walking around a right. campsite and all that stuff, like how good the small minutia in that game feels. I finished a couple playthroughs of that and thought, well, this GTA 5 is probably just that, just maybe... <laughs> Right. You know, maybe not as polished, right? It is a significant jump back. It really is. It really Because GTA 5 came out in 2013, right? It is. It's 10 years old, which is, and blows my mind. They've but. done, I recently, I, I kind of fell off of it, but they did like a, they did like a next-gen jump, but then recently, like within the last year, yeah. they did like a, another jump. Uh, yeah. And it's a big difference. I, with the GTA news, I'm playing Red Dead right now because that game just has a crazy gravitational pull on me. And so I'm just kind of in this like rock star, 
you know, interest right now. Yeah. And I was looking up videos of GTA five and it, it looks like a last gen game. It does. And Red Dead two, it could come out. I, I think I already said this on this podcast. It could come out today. And that would be fine. And it would be a, a, still a mind blowing game. Th- there are so many games that, and I don't think this means that they're bad games because a lot of games, just a lot of studios can't afford to say, Hey, we're going to take eight years. Right. And pour into one thing. Right. But there's so many good games that I feel like once you have played something as polished as Red Dead 2, you start to realize how many things it paid such careful attention to detail to. You know, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now on PlayStation. Beautiful game. Very similar in the fact that you're kind of traipsing around this world on a horse with a sword instead of a six gun, but there are things in that game that just don't move right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. it's not even, it's not even a very video gamey game. Like it's, right. there's a lot of it that I think, you know, it, it tries to mirror realism, but I don't, Red Dead really spoiled a lot of that in other games for me in a sense. Like if a game like, like Star Wars is a prime example, the, yeah. the, the Jedi survivor yeah. game yeah. is like, or, or what was the one before that? Uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. I couldn't play it because the character moved around like a fucking cartoon character. Yeah, yeah like just like just the way he jumps, like it's like he looks like Crash Bandicoot to right. me. And I know it's a good game inherently, yeah. but coming fresh off the heels of Red Dead, I just could not. Right. I couldn't do it, man. The polish. So what do you what do you think about that? Like what what could GTA Six possibly? I can't even fathom that. Like the jump from five to Red Dead Two, massive, was so huge yeah. that. I mean, you look at Red Dead and you're almost like, how does it get that much better than that? And so for that to have an even bigger jump, what would that even look like? I I think, honestly, like the things that felt make Red Dead feel better and more real to me than Grand Theft Auto V are the little <laughs> things that your character can do. Like, obviously, like once you're in a firefight and you're looking over a guy's shoulder, which is not really like even in a movie, like that would be a weird perspective to have right. on a character. So that really doesn't contribute to a game feeling more or less real, the, the gunfighting necessarily. But it's the little things you can do in the world, I right. think, that immerse me. And it's not like your character just waving their hand and like, oh, you picked up a cup. Right. No, okay. if you pick up a cup in that game, Arthur's going to pick it up. He might, he might spin it around, kind of right. look at it. And then he, granted, he puts it in a satchel and it disappears or whatever, clips out of the, the frame. But... Everything that your character can do in that game is not hand-waved. Sure. It's okay. all, you know, you can smoke a cigarette. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you sit at the bar, you order a drink, you get the drink. You choose when to drink the drink. <laughs> right. You can yeah. choose to sip the drink or slam the drink. Right. You get a pot of stew, you can eat it bite by bite. Right. You can walk over and watch the sunset, eat yeah. your stew. You can slam it. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's little things like that yeah. to me that just made the world real it wasn't like the gunfighting is gunfighting you know what i mean so you think the jump might be more about just like like real world activities and immersiveness and not just like like eyeball graphics like just the way that it looks i think so i mean i think if you look at the eyeball graphics of like red dead 2 the faces don't look great i mean they look pretty good like you know most of the main characters that got you know uh mocap Right. Performances behind there, you know, at least in the cutscenes. Yeah. They look really good, right? Right. Um, 
And I would, I would hazard to say there's a lot of it that kind of does cross the uncanny valley of looking like, golly, that looks like a sunset or it right. looks like a, a real guy or whatever. But having like weather, <laughs> like weather plays a big factor in Red Dead. And if you could bring that, I don't, it's been a long time since I've played GTA five. I don't remember weather. I don't. Yeah. Like, I think it does rain in that game, but you know, you mentioned weather in Red Dead too. It goes so much deeper than like, oh, it rains and snows here. Right. It is, I'm in a swamp right. and there's mist all around me yeah. and i actually cannot see my character yeah. very well <laughs> yeah. i just see his silhouette that's a good point different parts of the map have different you know you got the snowy mountains yes. you got the desert you got the swamp yes. and the weather and changes. just the way they work with like light like when you're in san Denis and there's light kind of yeah. coming at you and again it's kind of the silhouette effect and you can't see really well but it also evokes the sense of like walking into a sunset and being kind of like oh god i can't really right. see that well but it does. It's not in a way that's like, oh, they, you know, the devs just got lazy. It's right. like they wanted you to feel like when you're walking with the sun in your eye, it's what it feels like. It's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah, and that those are the little things to me. And so with GTA Six, and you're you're in a world now that's modern, right? You've got glass front buildings, you've got cars, which is one thing about Grand Theft Auto Five. There's a couple mods that kind of get after the lighting in that game and yeah. making the lighting look more real. But when you're working with cars, I think it's something like Forza does really well. Yeah. Of like a car looks a certain way at night. Yeah. Yeah. It really more does. reflections. Yeah. And, a yeah. car in a downtown area with a lot of neon lighting and mm-hmm. halogen light bouncing off of it versus driving down an old country road. Those are two completely different right. looks. Those are the things that I hope that they're talking about when yeah. they say it's such a, a monumental jump. I want to see them incorporate, honestly, incorporate a lot of things that the mod community went into Grand Theft Auto five and said, Let's make this look more real. Yeah. Because some of those like max settings, GTA 5 mods that you can find on YouTube, like the little videos, look stunning. I mean, they look, it looks like Red Dead 2, but Grand Theft Auto. You know, like it looks like they did it. Those things that bring it a little bit closer being, is that? (laughs) Oh, okay. That is a game. Wow. You know, like GTA 5 vanilla out of the box doesn't make me ask that question. No, it doesn't. And it's interesting because Red Dead is, it's all nature. You're all outside. It's trees, it's yeah. foliage, it's its just landscape. And Grand Theft Auto is going to be a lot of hardscapes and cities. And I wonder what's easier. There will be like, you know, some outdoor parts to Grand Theft Auto 6, no doubt. Right. But what's easier to make f- look photorealistic, like a building or a tree? I have no idea because I remember playing Red Dead for the first time when it came out five years ago, which is crazy. But it was the scene right at the beginning where you're coming out of the mountains finally yep. and your wagon wheel falls off. And I kind of tilted the camera to where it was kind of looking through some like a pine tree. Right. And I realized every pine needle on that particular branch that I was kind of panned over. Right. Was there. Yeah. And so it was now, I, you know, how painstaking that was for a dev. Maybe, maybe not, you know, yeah. they probably just like copy paste pine needle and made a tree, but well, you had to do that in the first place. Yes, exactly. Know. And the fact that light will pass through that tree now, yeah. like a pine tree, mm-hmm. um, at least for me, the player, that's a humongous difference. Yeah. So again, you know, we're talking about like cityscapes, brick versus glass versus, you know, what does it feel like and look like to walk through you know, uh, I'd be interested to see what your take on the the locale is going to be. I, I think we had talked about my guess being probably Vice City. Yeah. Um, I think having like a multiple, multiple city thing would be cool. It would. I think, I think that's cool if you make it matter. I think that kind of goes back to like the Starfield problem of if you're going to give me, let's just, just as a for instance, right? Let's say they go, they're going to go full bore. We're going to have 
parts of Liberty City, mm-hmm. parts of Vice City, and you know maybe parts of Los Santos. You know, or maybe yeah. it's a DLC later on, whatever. But maybe three or four or even two distinct actual cities from the Grand Theft Auto right. lore. Can I drive those distances? Right. Can I go to the airport buy a ticket and fly right. between yeah. those two? Does it ma- like does it matter in the story? There's a sense of like you can make your open world game as big as you want to, mm-hmm. but if going to those different places doesn't make me feel like I'm traversing that equivalent distance, right. yeah. then I'd just make it one city. I would, you know, I'd rather take the map that's smaller, but it's more alive, it's more detailed, there's more stuff to do than the Starfield approach that's seemingly endless yes but it's boring and empty what do you think about so you're saying gta 6 maybe having like parts of existing or old maps versus just like a whole new like a brand new map not parts of existing games previous games i think they could i think they really have done a really good job up up, a job excuse me up to now of making each of those locales that we know so far so los santos liberty city and vice city all have their own personality and they also obviously all have like a real world equivalent, but they really have not missed as far as, Hey, this is a new city. We're making a statement with the city. This Mm -hmm. city is it's LA and Compton. This city is Miami. This city is New York. You know, I think GTA four and GTA three both use Liberty city. Yeah. GTA four. They said, you know what? We're going to be New York city. They, they straight up essentially mirrored the map off of Brooklyn, Manhattan and right. I think Long Island, which is fine, but if they're going to do that with a new city, it if they're going to, you know, let's say as a hypothetical, they do Vegas. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty cool. I I think that would be great. You know, I think you've got a lot of stuff there. Like Vegas has a lot of like racetracks on the outskirts of town. There's lots of weird stuff with Area 51 they could do. That'd be cool. And then just the Central Strip, you know, of course. Yeah. That map that you sent me the other day that looked kind of like Florida, you know, it does look like to be a pretty commonly believed Matt for the next one and it looks big it looked two or three times the size of gta 5 so it does it does i think i think it that if they do go with that like if they do say we're gonna basically we're gonna do florida with miami being the central right you know focus area city or whatever i think that's a pretty good way for them to kind of establish a setting that mirrors modern america right because gta is always going to do that right they're always going to have some kind of political inroad not not that it's they're overly political if anything it's all satire for right. them right but i think even you know going back to gta 5 like the way the phones look and kind of some of the banter <laughs> right. on the radio is like man there's some really 2013 ass yeah. conversations they're having aren't they <laughs> wow um so i think that's actually pretty viable uh, as a likelihood that yeah. we just get a a big you know if we say vice city we get vice city and then surrounded by that we basically have the everglades yeah some of the kind of backwoods towns that you might find i talk about being an interesting place florida has some of that kind of weird stuff going on the idea of like having some swampy areas some just the back ass woods exactly parts of florida and then you have small town vibes in some places big city just like then you got the ocean then you got the glitz and the glamour of miami like that just uh like the I don't know the word I'm looking for. Just the variance there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. The dichotomy I think of just, you know, the juxtaposition of uh, Florida by itself is just a bonker state. Like it really is like if you chopped that off and was like, this is all you have to learn about America. Yeah. You get a pretty mixed bag of everything that is essentially yeah. America. So weird shit happening in Florida. Oh yeah, Florida. You know, Florida's Grand Theft Auto would have a great take on that and <laughs> yeah. put it in a game. You know, just I think it'd be awesome. I think so. So I, all in all, I'd say I um, 
I'm looking forward to it. I, I honestly, I'm of the mind that if they just give me as good of quality of life, we'll call it in mm-hmm. Red Dead, where I'm able to not just be in that world mm-hmm. and stand in the middle of whatever Times Square, whatever they're going to have, but go through some of the shops, interact yeah. with the denizens on the level that I could in, in Red Dead 2, mm-hmm. uh, proprietary businesses like right. you can in Red Dead 2. I think that's what's going to make it interesting. Honestly, if if the graphical jump is not that much more significant, that's mm-hmm. not a big deal for me. I want it to f- feel real more than I need it to look real. That's interesting. That brings me to my next point. So I wanted to bounce off of you the thought of, is it possible that this game is being overhyped. Oh, absolutely. Can it, like, it, it can be overhyped, but is it possible that we're expecting, reword it, are we expecting too much? So, absolutely. I think in terms of, I, I, and, and, and this goes back to like what I really expect this game to be and understanding that regardless of how far we've come in the five years since Red Dead or the 10 years since GTA Five you're not going to be able to make a game with this without raking the developers over the coals. Right. Yeah. There are people who probably never want to play this game once it goes right. gold because they gave it everything right. that they had yeah. and probably laid some, some of their own life on the line to get this game yeah. out. Um, and want nothing, exactly. <laughs> nothing to do with it once it's out. That said, and actually <laughs> maybe even related to a lot of like the politically charged and the racially charged stuff that's going to inevitably make its way into this game, right. and whatever the story or the right. locale ends up being, I think that is going to open the door for some people to give the story maybe a B. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't need the store Red Dead 2, again, like I, I, I know y'all are thinking that we overhyped <laughs> this game, but boy, these guys really like yeah, Red Dead 2. Really like Red Dead. Uh, it, the story was immaculate. Yeah. It's, it really is a great story. Um, I will tell you that if that story had been forgettable, I still would have loved that game yeah. because the world was so fun to inhabit. So it's kind of what put it over the top, right? It exactly. just had it, it did everything right. It excelled at everything. Yes. I give me the tools to make whatever main character or characters you're going to give me mine and let me build their experiences and make their choices for them Mm -hmm. and let those choices feel real. And the story can be honestly, like realistically, what's it going to be? It's going to be like a heist story, probably, right? Car theft, bank robberies, that type of, you know, classic GTA fair, which is fine. I don't need that stuff to reinvent the wheel so much as I want this world to feel inhabited i agree i don't think a lot of people feel that way i think yeah. if i think if gta 6 is red dead 2 grand theft auto like if it's g i'm sorry if it's red dead 2 but then just the next gta yeah. 6, i think that will disappoint people i think, I think so. they want it to be something mind-blowing like i think people are expecting this is going to be something you know, unlike we've never seen, it's going to melt my brain. It's going to be so awesome. Like it's kind of being set up for failure and it might pass. Oh, man, time will tell, man. It's a, it's a thing of like, you know, you know, when you got billions of dollars, cause again, that's, that's another like an interesting note about this game is that it is past the billion dollar mark in terms of production. Right. That amount of money doesn't go into a thing and it's not at least kind of fun to watch. Um, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't, I don't see this game spending that much money on itself and then being a clunker taking a decade and yeah. yeah, 
I guess I just I saw somebody pose the thought like, are we asking too much of it? And I thought it was interesting because up until this point, I just kind of thought it was a write in. This game's going to change video games. Everybody's going to be mind blown. It's going to be the greatest thing anybody's ever seen. And then somebody simply asked, are we asking too much of this game? And I thought it was interesting. You know, I really I really don't. You know, when you think of like Halo 2 to Halo 3, those are both great games. Halo 3 didn't, you know, it's not as if Halo 2 crawled so that Halo 3 could run. Like, you look at those games now and they're both just two really good games. Right. I would be more than satisfied if GTA 6 comes out and it's as enjoyable as Red Dead 2 is. I don't need it to throw a Hail Mary and give me some kind of otherworldly experience. It's a video game, man. At the end of the day, I'm going to be in my pajamas <laughs> lean yeah. back in a, on a couch or in a chair with a whiskey with a whiskey and a little <laughs> controller in my lap i mean realistically yeah. like you're not you're not taking me on any journey i haven't been on at that point tell me a good story give me a world that's fun to fuck around in make the cars look cool if it, yeah. it's grand theft auto like i re- the car m- mechanics have to be good right yeah. you, the cars have to be cool in that yeah. game they have to look good i'm not a car guy you're a car guy yeah. so i'm i imagine you go into it with the expectation of hey if i'm gonna work this hard or whatever you know go do this mission and steal this very specific car or right. i want it to look cool if it drove nice exactly you know, you yeah. know like to like tuning and all that stuff i really feel like they probably do need to spend a little more time on the actual meta yeah. aspect of hey can you tune a car can you get right. in there and you know <sighs> yeah swap out parts and and you know instead of just being like oh i'll put a turbo in it all right <laughs> no i think that's a very like realistic way to look at this game i just mean i i know some people are you know they're looking at it through the lens of it's been 10 years it's rockstar if it's not this then it's going to be a disappointment. I, I think that's the reason why a lot of good games now only get like a C rating, B right. rating. You know, there's so many good games coming out right now. But because they can't achieve that Red Dead level of eight years and millions of dollars, <laughs> right. hundreds of millions of dollars of polish, we just kind of write them off. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking specifically about AAA. I know there's a, you know, a strong contingent of people who only play games that are you know, just kind of one-offs from Steam, you know, HLC came on last yeah. week. He's a big player of PC only, you know, yeah. your, your star citizens and stuff like that. They don't need, they don't need any game to be Red Dead. Sure. <clears throat> but I think for me, having watched people like, you know, your sister who's a good friend of ours, mm-hmm. who's not really a gamer, come into a game like Red Dead and play it all the way through and complete a lot of the side yeah. quests and have it be an experience mm-hmm. for her. That's what made Red Dead different than something like, I think, Star Citizen where... Sure. <laughs> It's accessible in a way that people who don't really play video games, you know, you got pe- you got grandpas on TikTok who are streaming Red Dead, right? You know, because it makes them feel like a cowboy. That's right. that's, yeah, you know, that's special. Yeah, very true. Well, you want to move on to obsession? Oh my God, yes! <laughs> Woo! All right, baby. This is the debut. We talked in the first episode that we would. You know, the first two episodes were more riffing and moving forward, we would have more of a structured approach, which I don't know how structured this episode has been up until now. It's kind of been roughing, riffing, but I had a good idea for a segment and uh, here's the start. The segment is called Obsession. Okay. O-B-Sesh-N. Sesh. 
Dash Owen. I like that. I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, the name sold me. Yeah. Because I love a good sesh. Yeah. Peek behind the curtains. I haven't told him anything. So basically the basis of this is to kind of round back to the point earlier in the show. I am a man of phases and kind of random obsessions. I will find stuff that I go crazily obsessed with and it could last half a day, you know, a few hours. It could last weeks. But I'll get stuff on my brain that I stumble across, whether it be a game or a type of music or a topic or this or that. And I can't scratch that itch until I just like find out everything about it. You Got know? it. Yeah. Feel so that. this first week, I <clears throat> a few weeks ago was on TikTok and I found a video of a guy that was rummaging through these like abandoned houses at night with a flashlight and the caption said something along the lines of like, this guy acts like he could just load his third save at any point. <laughs> Basically just like, ain't no way in hell I'd be doing what this guy is doing. Right. No. Yeah. And he's got this very just smart ass, funny approach. He, he's common, you know, like commentary the entire time that he's filming flashlight, busting all these places, obviously trespassing scary looking scene. And it's just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. Right. So I go into that page. I start looking at more videos. Look at the comments. And the comments lead me to a YouTube page. Okay. They're all basically saying, hey, I found this video. Here's the full length on YouTube. And it's a YouTube channel called Vagrant Holiday. Does that ring a bell? Have no, you I've ever heard of that? No, I'm coming in cold on this. Okay. So Vagrant Holiday, I do some research and... Basically, it's a guy who posts travel videos, Okay, which to me is not that exciting, not something I would normally watch, but the catch is he'll go overseas, so he's got one in Japan, he's got one in Europe, got one in Mexico, he'll go overseas for anywhere for 30 to 45 days, but he refuses to pay for accommodations. So I'm talking about sleeping in the bushes, Ooh. He'll, he'll land... Start recording. He's like, there's my sleeping bag. There's my pack. He's like, well, I got to find somewhere to hide my shit, you know, so I don't look homeless. So he'll go, he'll stuff his stuff in the, you know, some bushes somewhere. He'll go hide it. And then he'll go fuck around in the city. He will like, he just straight up trespasses. Like he'll be in Europe and there'll be like this giant cathedral being built with like all the scaffolding and everything. And he'll make his way into the construction, make his way all all the way to the top of that castle or church or whatever. And just be like, well, you know, this is cool. Whatever. And so I found it so fascinating. I actually wanted to play audio, and then I found out I couldn't because like copyright or copyrights. whatever that means. Get out of here. But he's got this very arrogant, like comedic, I don't give a fuck approach to everything that he does, right? So he's got, this is kind of where it starts to get weird, right? So <laughs> that was interesting enough, right? Yeah, okay. These videos are anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, and it's him just sleeping in the bushes, sleeping in woods, Going around, trespassing, looking at stuff, going places you're not really supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. And so that alone was kind of interesting to me. I don't know. I watched all of his videos. So here's where it gets a little weird. Okay. On his YouTube, there's only eight videos total. Yeah. So this channel has 250K subscribers. Yeah. His description says something along the lines of like, this is purely for fun. I don't make profits. I don't care about making profits whatever i'm just throwing this up for no reason you know right so in his last video there's a couple different things in his last video that he posted which was in don't look at my screen (laughs) i 
my notes over here. The latest video was May of 2021. Oh, okay. Been a minute. With his original, the very first video being posted on December 17th. So December 17th to May 2021, he posted eight videos yeah. doing this. Okay. In his last one in Mexico, he gets robbed. Oh. Gets all his shit taken. And he is like kind of fearful and like, I don't know. It's just got my shit taken. I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, never had this happen. Been all the world doing this. Never had this happen. Has not posted again. And to make it a little bit more weird, the video right before that, the, um, the riots in Seattle. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like yeah, the crazy, yeah. crazy, like crazy shut part of the town down. Yeah. So he's got a video <laughs> called riot holiday and it's him just, he's, he's not doing anything. He's just videoing and all this stuff. Right. Okay. He's just kind of there, just taking footage of what's going on. Yeah. And so there's some story about some murder that happened with a gun that got traced back to this other guy who sold the guy that killed him the gun, right? Yeah. The guy that sold him the gun is seen in this guy's video stealing it out of the back of a police car. And it was a police officer's gun that did that murder, right? What? And so I start going down a rabbit hole. This is me like, <laughs> holy Fuck, what Dude, is going on? I thought this was gonna, you were going to be like, I tried air hockey. I forgot how fun air hockey is. No, no, keep going. <laughs> so if you type in, I, I didn't even get this guy's name. I should probably do that. I'll put it up on the screen. Sorry. Slightly. I was prepared, but I, I kind of missed this part. Right? Uh, Vanna White. Right there. I did it last time. I'll remember it. So whoever got charged, he got charged like for life or whatever. Yeah. But this guy just happened to be walking around taking the videos and you can see this guy reaching the back of, of police officer take out this rifle and they traced it back to that guy so this guy vagrant holiday he yeah. has a reddit page okay like so many things do yeah and people like it's it's conspiracy theories the oh. first one is is this guy even alive because his first or this last video was the one in mexico where he got robbed yeah so is he even alive? Like he was doing all this crazy shit, trespassing, like going places that you really shouldn't go. And Mexico can get a little hairy, right? Yeah. So some people are like, is this guy, is, is and he it's even been alive? almost, I mean, it's been like two years. Two years, yeah. The second one, the riot video, like it charged some guy to life with murder, his video that he took. Yeah, just by happenstance. Right. So is there something like he was approached and like, I don't know. You know, you need to stop doing, I, I don't, I don't even know, but does that have something to do with it or did he just get bored and stop posting? Cause he was always very upfront. Like I don't make money. I just do this for fun. Like that's the least interesting outcome. It's, I it's, feel like, <laughs> like he gets robbed in New Mexico. And he's like, you know what? YouTube is dumb. I'm not doing this for profit anyway. And then just goes home and like starts working at Kroger. Right. Maybe. I, I like to believe one of the other two because it's way more interesting. That is interesting. Oh, my God, dude. Dude. I was not ready for this. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it got me so hard that I had dreams about this yeah. and about this guy and about these videos. And for like 72 God. hours, I – and you cannot see his face. There's no picture. Like all of his videos are like, you know, yeah, just videoing and then like a flashlight or whatever. Yeah. He never shows his face. You can't find... He says in one of his videos, like, I don't like social media. It's for fucking losers. <laughs> and... Dude is dominating. Yeah. So he just... 
like he doesn't give a fuck and you I don't know what he looks like. You don't know who he is. And people are being driven crazy by like there's only eight of these videos. They're so unique. There's nothing out there out there like it. And where is this guy? Is he gonna post again? Dude. I it's crazy how little has to happen in a whatever, some videos for you to for for an internet whatever like a creepy pasta like right weird rabbit hole to open yeah. up yeah that's terrifying honestly and he like released, I'm, I'm legitimately afraid for that guy uh he released the first episode in 2017 so it's not like this is that you know it's not that old but it's not that new it's been six years yeah. And I just learned Enough about time it for like the theories to start popping up and something about it might be like this wave of the guy that posted it on TikTok that I originally saw it from. Yeah. Was not this guy. It's just some guy. Oh, taking yeah. These videos and yeah, posting yeah that happens all the time. And as you can see, I'll post a link down in the description. I can't actually show any of this. I'll so you can go check. I would encourage you if you're listening, go look vagrant holiday. So that subscriber count, That's has high. Been, it's been steady going up, though. Oh, when wow. I found it. Like a week or two ago, it was yeah. like in the 220s. So like, he's, ha he's, ha he's having a moment. He's having a moment, but look at these view counts. 562, 570. Like this one's got uh, 1.4 million. I mean, he's got views. Yeah. That's it's all it's too bad he doesn't like profit because he'd be doing <laughs> yeah. all right in the YouTube game, honestly. But he has this like, you know, you can see the aesthetic. He doesn't show himself. I mean, it's, it's so fascinating that... That's creepy, man. I like that. It's even creepier when you've like seen some of the video, which I was really hoping I could have some audios and show a clip. I'll show you some stuff later. It's crazy how when there's some creepiness tied to a thing, mm -hmm. how like even something that like anytime someone's like, oh, this is the last photograph taken of this individual before they died. Right. Yeah. That's creepy yeah. to me. That really unsettles me. So like all that, I mean, and especially not knowing if that dude's alive or not. It's the unknowing. And you kind of in a weird way, you come to like him because his commentary is, it's very sarcastic. It's very just, it's just, I don't give a fuck attitude, yeah. you know, but it's funny. And <laughs> you just, you learn to like this faceless figure through these videos. And it's like, you just want another one. It's so unique. And I mean, this one is... I know this is the audio medium. Uh, train hopping. Yeah. He has a whole video. He goes like from Seattle to somewhere halfway across America, literally just train hopping to show you. And he gets like caught at one point and he's just hopping on and like riding this train <laughs> like across America. That's terrifying. There's the riot holiday one, Forbidden Island. That's so there's some island off of, I don't know, close to Washington that has like an insane asylum on it. Really? It's completely forbidden. Hence the title. Yeah. Trespassing. Don't go and there. And he just kayaks up to the edge, hides his boat, waits till dark, goes through all these abandoned houses of people that used to live there. There's an abandoned prison and then sneaks into this insane asylum and sneaks out and then just kayaks away. What? Yeah. Oh, I got to watch some Dude, of this, man. It's so crazy. I'll link it in the description. If you're anything like me and you like creepy, just mysterious, weird stuff, I would check this dude out. I mean, it's it's... It's very weird. I get down with that. I like this segment. There's I thought a, you were going to say, like, let's go to drinking lemon water. No, dude. I I'm obsessed. To make it. 
Obsession. <laughs> there was obsession. Round one. Oh yeah. Hey, hey play for keeps. That's that was good. That's good. I like this. I like coming in cold to it. Honestly. Okay. All right. I do. We talked about this right before, and I was like, you know, maybe we'll find we'll find out if this is a good idea or if I should fill you in beforehand. It is. I I like it. I think. Um, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I like to be creeped out a little bit. Yeah. In a little bit, it's like, I actually don't like horror movies. Horror yeah. movies to me are dumb. Um, I think it's because the stakes are always like, in horror movies, the stakes are always so high that they're inherently low to me. I just like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Main character is probably going to die. I don't, yeah. well, I don't care. It, it, I mean? It's like a sprinkle of creepy, like a little bit of mystery, a little bit of creepy, a little bit of like, I think, there's something going on here, but yes. I'm not sure. Or like, there's something going on, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, that I'm very interested in. It's, it, it reminds me to like, it's funny that you were mentioning that. Cause I was actually like thinking to myself today about ghosts, yeah. which is weird. I'm going to, I'm going to relate it, but the idea of ghosts, like I've never been sold. Like I've never seen a ghost. I, I'm not necessarily convinced that ghosts aren't real or whatever, but right. I believe that, uh, occurrences have energy. Yeah. And so when you go to a place like, an abandoned insane asylum yeah. or an abandoned hospital or something like that, or even like a battlefield, like that place has an energy. Right. And yeah. when people especially go to the ones they're not supposed to, I, I don't know, like there's something about that. That's, that's pretty exciting to me. Cause it's yeah. like, they're experiencing, I don't know that they're necessarily like, Ooh, it's haunted, but like, it's like they're experiencing a very unique energy yeah. in that place. Yeah. I'm, dude, I, I, I totally agree. There's something there. Yes. This Forbidden Island one, I'll show you later, but it's, I mean, you're watching it and you're like, dude, you could not pay me a zillion dollars to go do that. I do. Dude, some people run to that stuff, man. Yeah. It's, it's bonkers to me. Couldn't, couldn't be me. I spook easy. <laughs> All right. Let's do some questions. All right. Want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, buddy. All right. This was written in by... Skip nip. Skip nip. On skip Discord. Nip. Thanks, Skip nip. Thanks, Skip nip. Really appreciate it. With a uh, a cool dinosaur picture. Hey, looks good. All right. This is like a three part question. All right. Send part it. one. All right. Waffles or pancakes? I wasn't ready. For that. <laughs> that is a tough one. That that that's not immediately obvious no, to me. No, it's not. Uh, like if the other one's gonna go away forever, I'm gonna have to say waffles. Really? Yeah. Okay. My first thought would be to say waffles, and then when I close my eyes and think about eating both of them, you go pancake. I think I enjoy the pancake. I do like waffles. I think with waffles, there's a lot more like variation from waffle to waffle as far as like size, crispiness, thickness, all that stuff. There is pancakes, just all soft. Kind of is what it is. It is. You know? It is what it is. But also like. It's the same stuff. Like it's it's the literally the same batter, just prepared differently. It's like taco or burrito could be <laughs> the same, but it's not. No, I man, I think, dude, pancakes, which just kind of gets into the second part, which I won't say yet, but pancakes slathered in butter, but, but, <laughs> slathered, slathered in butter, in butter <laughs> and like an entire bottle of syrup on it, just. <laughs> sopping wet where it's like falling apart <laughs> i can't get it with the fork you know you know what makes me want to go pancakes it's not actually just vanilla pan you know regular pancakes vanilla pancakes well i mean hey uh have you ever had a mcgriddle 
Yeah. It's the breakfast sandwich I think so. with the pancake <laughs> bun syrup, uh, inner worked bun. Yeah. That's what makes me want to lean back to pancakes. Cause that with, a wa- say, <laughs> that with a waffle <laughs> doesn't work. A waffle can't do it. Can't, yeah. Weird. Can't do a McWaffle. Sometimes you get scraped mouth. Hands will with, get sticky with the super, uh, Crispy waffle, you too. Do, you do, but I feel like a really good, like hotel waffles, where they let you pour yeah. the batter and, and flip it yourself. You get the crispy outside, but the warm battery yeah. inside. I, my problem, with, if I get like a thin waffle, I'm just trying to syrup it up so much that it like turns into a pancake. Yeah. Like roll, I, 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 I'd go pancake. I will say like we keep Eggos on hand for the kiddos, mm-hmm. but I won't eat those like breakfast. I'll, those are really good if you put them like with, with peanut butter on them, like slather yeah. them with peanut butter. Those are good. But when we're talking just like a plate with that and some butter and syrup, I think I might lean back pancake actually. Next level, dude. Eggos with peanut butter with syrup. No. What? No. Dude. It's fire. I no. Have you tried it? No. But it doesn't sound good. I, peanut butter is a different. You knock it's a me. Different, it's a different flavor profile. No. There's some overlap there. No. Okay. We'll move on to the next one. <laughs> sorry. From skip and dip. Or skip, skip nip. Sorry. Skip nip. Uh, <laughs> this next one's a no-brainer for me. Oh, Syrup yeah. or dry? Syrup. All of it. I, I will say, like, I've been in austere conditions where i had a pancake or a waffle and nothing else <laughs> if you're hungry enough down the hatch but in a it, like at a uh, any proper establishment we're going syrup you typically can't bring me enough syrup like whatever you're gonna bring me bring another I feel like one. you're putting a little too much on your like you're like at that point i could be giving you just some fried matter and you you <laughs> Have you ever okay? Have you ever had a pancake with fruit yogurt on it? No, it's good. That is two different fruit. It tastes. Groups, it tastes I'm not even going to listen to you on that one. <laughs> it Ugh. tastes like cake, man. Eh. I actually, it's really good. Yogurt. Yeah, like fruit yogurt, not like Greek. No, you know, no flavor yogurt. Put some yo play on a pancake. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Thank me later. <laughs> so, what about yogurt and syrup? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you need to see a dentist. Uh, I got great teeth. <laughs> okay. Fine. You know what? You know what pancake and waffle with no syrup is like? Wait, pancake and waffle with no it's it's just bread. It's like wings with no fucking ranch. <laughs> we pre-gamed our episode tonight with a wing restaurant that shall remain nameless. <clears throat> and they sent us home ranchless. And like I explained at the dinner table, <laughs> the worst part about it is I picked a special that you put together. It comes with ranch. You did the 20 rack with fries and two dipping sauces, and I order your pre-made package, and you don't put it together right. Okay, can we just say, I understand your frustration because you ordered a thing that didn't come. Those wings had delicious sauces slathered all over them. So when he said there's no ranch, do you know what I said? Only one person freaked out, and you can probably guess who it was. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It, it's not only that I... It's it's threefold. It's one, I asked for it, and I didn't get it. Yeah. It's two, you were the one that told me I was going to get it, and I didn't get it. And three, <laughs> it's wings with no ranch. Like, he, he called them. <laughs> he called them and told them about it. And they said, all right, we'll refund you for the ranch. <laughs> Not the meal, not the French fries, 
Not the brownie. I was going to ask him to deliver the ranch. She said, do you want to come get it? And I said, well, if I wanted to come get it, well, come I, would just, I would just come. I wouldn't call you. I would just come get it. <laughs> we had a great meal. This is good. good. I ate it, but I wasn't happy no about it. No ranch needed. All right, last part from Skip and Dip. Okay. I'm so <laughs> Skip and Dip. I'm sorry. I see the big N, and normally that's like an N, and then... Skip, right. nip. Skip, nip. I apologize. Doesn't sir. roll off the tongue, skip, nip, I got to tell you. It needs to be skip and dip. You can have that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're thinking ranch, you know. <laughs> What's your thoughts on cranberry juice? It's good with vodka. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever... A splash. Mm, I don't want to say never. I don't, I don't... I need enough to dull down that dry-ass potato taste <laughs> in the vodka, but not so much that I'm like, mmm, cranberry juice. It's, it's, it's what orange juice... To champagne is. Yes. You just need a splash. Yes. I'm never sitting around. I don't drink juice because I'm an adult. Like, I never just like, I need some Welsh's. But, <laughs> some V8. Yeah. Some V8 splash. But cranberry juice as an additive to other things, can, it has its uses. Generally, I drink water and alcohol on the occasion. Sure. So I'm not a big, like, just drink for taste. A fruit of the vine, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. if I'm going to consume a liquid, I'd prefer to either hydrate me or make me feel good. So a drink that's just kind of high in sugar, doesn't benefit me, and it's just mostly for taste? Yeah. I, I typically don't do. I don't um, know. That's so kind of apropos, though. Do you, you don't do the cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving? No. I don't either. I don't. Something weird going on with that. It, I, I think whether it's, I've had homemade, my wife makes pretty good homemade cranberry sauce. I've had it from the can. I got to say, what a weird thing that we chose. Yeah. Skip. I don't know. I, cranberry juice, like if it, if the world supply dried up, I think I'd keep on living. What are your thoughts on cranberry juice? Yeah. I would have liked to seen your answers on yeah. there. Do hey, you? Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Thanks for the <laughs> Thanks for the question. Skip, skip nip, nip. Thank you. Yes. We appreciate it. You're yeah. dope. Sorry. No, that's all right. All right. All right. Our next one comes to us from M. Little from Instagram. Hi, Thank M. you for writing in, M. Uh, this one's kind of a long one, but I like it. It tees up talking about music. Uh, I'm not sure about the type of questions you're looking for, but I have an awesome topic, I think. It's about the law of diminishing returns. I think we've talked about this before, specifically to metal music. When I was growing up around four or five, I remember laying in the back of my mom's Pontiac, listening to Marilyn Manson, Megadeth, various other bands. As I grew older, my palette of musical genres expanded, but it had always been rooted in metal. I, I sympathize with that. The older I got, the heavier and more distorted types of metal I was seeking. I'm at the point now where I still love older metal and reminisce about mosh pits and crowd kills, but what gets me going now and what I'm actively seeking is deep, guttural lows, pig squeals, <laughs> pre preach, preach, brother, and all the chaos that comes with it. Some of my favorite bands at the moment are uh, Behead the Betrayer, never heard of them, Arcania, never heard of them, wow, I didn't get I didn't study up, uh, Extermination Dismemberment, wow. Disfiguring the goddess. Man, that's some deep cuts, yeah. brother. <laughs> While I love these bands and I can find myself always want, uh, uh, and I find myself always wanting more. Can you relate? The law of diminishing returns. So uh, Cody and I are big uh, Metallica fans. We very much, very much. We listen to Metallica. Um, really, I think I'd say 95% of my 
proper like music enjoying experience in my life has had Metallica <laughs> as a part of it. Yeah. It's a great it's a great band. We got to we got to see them earlier this year. It was it was fucking fantastic. Was um just just completely electric. I will say that I've come back to them because there was a period where that happened where I started getting into they were definitely the gateway that got me into heavier and heavier and heavier music. And eventually coming back to them felt like going from you know, it was like going back to the Beatles. Right. Almost. Yeah. Just in terms of a lot of what is good about Metallica happened in the eighties right. and the nineties. Right. So there was a production gap there from what you can achieve now. Um, but I think now that I'm older and I've kind of realized that a lot of the songs that they wrote in the early eighties, mid eighties, late eighties, nineties, even, you know, a lot of the stuff they made in the two thousands is actually really good. And, and, and the album they just came out with, 72 Seasons, actually, yeah. really good entry. Yeah. I, th I thought it was going to be another. And Hardwired's really good. Yeah, it is. Be, it really honest. is. I think they kind of lost me around the Death Magnetic. I didn't really care for St. Anger. A lot of people don't. That's fine. Um, I, I honestly, I kind of see that album having like a, like Creed's kind of having a renaissance right now. I feel right. like St. Anger is like right on the cusp of like people are going to be like, you know what, fuck it. St. Anger's good now. <laughs> um, maybe. Uh, you know what? We, we just, we like trash cans. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> dun, dun, but, dun. but that, that's kind of how I relate to that is, is the heavier music I got into and the higher production level that is, is achievable now in 2023 does kind of make the music that I listened to in my youth sound like someone made it in a garage. A little it's, bit. it's thin and it doesn't have, I mean, some of the stuff that we listen to is so produced you know like yeah it's it's, you, it's for, just, you, for you non-metal metal music listeners out there there is an abundance anything that's getting put out on spotify now for the large part a lot of lot of production work going into yeah. that and a lot of special attention especially with stuff like metal music because metal especially modern metal music is very complex. Yeah. I think, and there's a lot of like synth and even just the bass, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you put on a metal, heavy metal song now and it moves your car around when you listen to it, something scientific had to right, occur yeah. for that to happen. Computers were involved. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And, and you know, uh, so yeah, yeah. I think, I think the law of diminishing returns, even heavy song, like I'll find it, we'll find a song because we bounce songs off each other all the time. Uh, you know, for like gym jams and whatnot, you listen to the same song over and over again every day. You know, it becomes a part of your daily, especially yeah. like your workout playlist. Eventually, you come to that song and it just doesn't give you any gas anymore. Right. So, make sure I'm under. Uh, what exactly are we talking about here? Law of diminishing. <laughs> no, I'm I'm following, but like, as far as law of diminishing returns, like, I th I think what what he was trying to say is that music. And its ability to like move you, or we'll say by artist, right? It 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 decreases over time. Okay, right? like the same thing. Yes. Okay. Like okay, there was okay, a time okay. like we both love every time I die. Right. I right. Boom. Every time I die, we love that band. Ebola Rama when it came out in two thousand three or whenever it did that song changed the game. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so kinetic. It's really good. Yeah. I listen to that song now, and it's not that it's bad. It just doesn't move me the same way and maybe it's because i've heard it a million times or maybe it's because it came out 20 years ago but it has 
lost some of its power, I guess. I think part of it is you're just finding heavier and heavier stuff, but I think part of it's too just where technology is going and the way that music so. sounds today. Like yeah. you're talking about Metallica, like when they were, you know, back in the 80s, the only thing that's going on that record is something that you can physically make that noise with. Yes. Nowadays, you can have a program or a computer like make a noise. Exactly. You don't have to be able to physically create that yeah. noise to put it on there. So you get these really complex produced, like it sounds like a robot made it. Yeah. And so. Yeah, like an, yeah. Eight, an 808 bass drop. If for, for all of you aspiring music makers out there, if you ever want to put an 808 bass drop in your music, Google 808 bass drop <laughs> and copy and paste that wave file into your, your project. You have it. Now. Yeah. That's literally it. I think it's it's just like with anything else, you kind of get almost desensitized, you know, like things get so extreme that once you go back to the thing that got you into it, you realize like how far apart those things are. It is. And I will say, again, this kind of comes with, with age. You kind of, everything comes back full circle because I, I kind of had a Metallica renaissance this year, even before we went and saw them. But um, you realize that good songs are good songs regardless of how they sound. There's a lot of songs that I really appreciate that actually from a soundscape perspective kind of sound like shit coming through speakers. But if it's a good song, it's a good song. And that's, you know, there's going to be some pieces of music I feel like that just resonate with you regardless of how many times you've right. heard it, you know, just because you heard it at a very, you know, watershed moment in your life and it stuck with you, you know, but as far as my day-to-day -day music, yes, like absolutely. I, I do find myself in this perpetual state of like, I need something heavier or not even heavier, but I need something that vibrates at the right frequency. Right. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. are certain songs that I feel like the bass or the guitar tone or the vocals or whatever, right. the drums are snappy. Those things will reach out, grab me, hold me. And you know, it's a, it's kind of a, a ticking time bomb at that, yeah. at that point for when I get bored with it and I got to move on to something else. Yeah. I think so too. You can go so far down the like heavy rabbit hole that even like that band I showed you earlier today, Waybridge or like some of these like make them suffer. They're really heavy, but they have like more of a kind of melodic aspect a, a to dynamic them. to them. So yeah. yeah, exactly. So like you go down this heavy rabbit hole and you get to a point where you're like, eh, I'm going to pivot a little bit and yeah. you kind of start going down this, you know, it's not just the same thing. It's good to have a cleanse too. I, I definitely, I love heavy music. I think we both do, but yeah. we also have playlists that are completely a far yeah. shot from that, that just kind of bring everything back to maybe a more like uh, 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 a Zen place or, yeah. you know, like I love vaporwave, anything that's just really like lo-fi, yeah. uh, just kind of chill. So. Dude, I've been getting uh, into synth wave. Yeah. So it's when I work particularly, like uh, specifically, I found these two playlists on YouTube and it's just like, it's like two hours a piece worth of just like a synth wave mix. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's so good. I love it so much. It's, it's, uh, you know, I heard recently that if, if pictures are how we decorate space, music is how we decorate time. And oh. I thought that was uh, pretty apt. That's I, deep. It is. And you know, there's certain spaces where if I'm in a creative mode where I'm trying to think of more maybe it's some more content that I want to make. That's kind of like on a, like a cinematic level. Mm -hmm. I will put on some like movie scores. You yeah. know what I mean? Listen to that stuff. If I'm trying to chill vibe, clean my house, we have a record player. I'll put on some old records and listen to some old, like ragtime or yeah. whatever, you know, like different music, different moods. How does that sound? Uh, you does it sound like, noticeably different? I think like if you listen to an old record, like if you listen to an album that came out now on a record player, you're like, meh, 
It just right. sounds like modern music, yeah. honestly. Okay. There's a crackle every once in a while, you know. But old records on a record player sound old. Yeah. And that's definitely, okay. it kind of talks to, the, you know, like spaces have energy, you know right. what I mean? Like I feel like records almost kind of carry a piece of yeah. that. You get to hear like something that the way you would have heard it back right. in the 60s, 70s, you know. So hmm. definitely something to that. Um, hey. This has been fun. This has been great. Episode three in the can, baby. Yeah. We, uh, we want to say thank you to everyone who wrote into the show. Um, thank you for everyone who's been sticking with us, um, enjoying the shorts, uh, leaving yeah. comments. That means yeah. a lot. A lot of, lot of wind in our sails recently on that. I was going to um, say, everybody that's left a positive comment, it, it means a lot. It, it really does. It, it, it really motivates and encourages us, and it, it goes a long way. It does. And there's really, there is really you know, like, like we've both been making content on our own for a while, but to know that this is making an impact. We've had people talk about listening to this on their way to work and yeah. listening to this as part of, their, part of their weekly podcast regimen. That's a really tightly managed uh, uh, thing for some yeah. people, you yeah. know, like, like typically if I, take, circle, if I take know? on a new podcast, I'm usually bumping one out. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So yeah. uh, that means a lot that we would, uh, that you would let us bump something out. Um, but uh, continue to listen again. We're on all platforms now. We're on, mm-hmm. obviously you can watch us on YouTube, but Spotify, Apple podcasts, some of the other ones that I don't remember the names. Uh, if they have podcasts, we're probably on we're it. We're probably on it. So, um, <laughs> and if we're not, feel free to let me know. I'll exactly. If you are listening instead of watching, we want to encourage you to leave a review. Uh, that yeah. is good as gold for us on the audio platforms. It helps bump our visibility up. Uh, if you like us, hate us, give us a little star rating and tell us what you thought about the Five show. Five stars only, please. Five stars only or kick rocks. <laughs> we ain't trying to... No, I'm kidding. Be honest with us. We're, we're consistently... Uh, deliberating and working on raising the quality of both the audio and the visual product for you guys. But I want to say thank you. uh, And we are uh, excited to keep bringing you content that was going somewhere (laughs) that trailed off. We have some good, we have good guests coming up. We do. Um, I mean, that was going somewhere too. We got good. <laughs> we got- it's time to be done. Uh, no, hey, thank you very much. Um, uh, links to all the th- stuff Cody was talking about with uh, Vagrant Holiday. Vagrant Holiday uh, in the in the bio. We'll link to that on the YouTube as well as our audio component. Check them out. Give some feedback. I'd love to hear if you, anybody actually goes and watches. Like, let me know if, if you, it enticed you. As if much you as go the down the rabbit hole, yeah. let us know what you think. Cause that I can tell you what we're gonna be doing once we hit uh, and record on this. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I've been One Punch Dad. I've been Cody on Code Roams. We'll catch you on the flippy. See you.